Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really uh, glad to welcome this young lady on. Her name is Tiffany Justice. She's the founder of Moms for Liberty. Momsforliberty.org is the website. Tiffany, nice to meet you. How are you? I'm great. How are you today, Joe? You are great, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm doing okay. Thank you. Um, Moms for Liberty. Sounds great. What is it? Nonprofit, nonpartisan organization founded in January 2021 by myself and Tina Deskovich. We are moms who served on school board in elected office. And we saw that government schools, and that's what we have, government schools have overstepped uh, the boundary between school and home. So our mission statement at Moms for Liberty is to uh, fight for the survival of America by unifying, educating, and empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. Wow, that was great. Uh, And and it's a mouthful. So let's break it down a little bit. Uh, I'm the father of five. My kids all went to uh, public school. I went to public school. Um, for me, I'm paying for it, so I should have a say. And when you hear people like Terry McAuliffe a few years ago when he's running for governor of Virginia saying parents have no say in their kids' education, that's probably why Yunkin won, because parents didn't want to hear that. Even if you were on the left, you didn't want somebody to tell you, you have to send us your money in a compulsory fashion, but you have no say in what's being taught in, in class. When is there a time that we can say when the separation happened? Because when I was growing up, the parents were involved. There was PTA, and, and parents and teachers got together and said, let's make a great productive person out of this young person. When did that separation happen? Do we know? I think it's hard to pinpoint. I actually think it's been a slow boil that has happened more and more as the teachers unions have gotten more and more control in public schools. We've seen the parents being pushed out to a large degree and and parents have have not been as involved as they could or should have been. So we'll take some responsibility for that. But the truth of the matter is that the public education system has worked very hard to also make it very easy to disengage and they don't mind if you do. And so now we've reached this moment where you have school officials um, having behind closed doors meeting, closed door meetings with, with children without the consent or knowledge of parents about what pronouns they'd like to use, what bathrooms they'd like to use. And parents have said enough. I'm glad. The organization started with just two moms, you and somebody else. It's now 270 chapters, 44 states, 100,000 plus members, which is amazing. So let's get into what is being taught. And again, you're right. When you implore parents, go and speak at the school board, go to the PTA meetings, go in and meet with the the teachers individually, make them understand you want to be involved. But as that's happening, the Department of Justice has decided, let's go after the parents. These are somehow terrorists if they show up. 
and tell the school board members the school board members what they want or what their concerns are. So how do you implore them to do that if in fact they could be now targeted for doing that? Well, I mean, it was shocking to be honest with you, to see the National School Board Association send that letter to the Biden administration and the Department of Justice asking for parents to be targeted. Um, it, really shocking for American parents. But I think what's important for everyone to understand is that parents were coming and talking about the failure they were seeing in their public schools. Yes. They were coming forward and they were saying, why are you teaching my children that some children are oppressed and some are oppressors? Why are you teaching my children about gender ideology? Um, why can my child not hold a pencil and write anymore. All of their work is on the computer. Why is the literacy proficiency in our district only 31% of children reading on grade level? And, you know, the system didn't want to hear it. The system, the public education system, is very intent on protecting itself. And that is because there are a lot of people that make a lot of money off of the public education system. Yes. So Moms for Liberty is disrupting the balance of power. And I think the fact that the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland went so far as to label parents as domestic terrorists to weaponize the Patriot Act against uh, American citizens in this way just shows how much they want to keep us out of the system. It is Tiffany Justice. She's the founder of Moms for Liberty. Go to momsforliberty.org, momsforliberty.org, and go find out more. Let me make my case for why I think school choice is the right way to go, and you can tell me if I should tweak my, my opinion a little bit or not. School choice, in my opinion, will solve all of these problems, and here's why. Competition makes you better. If you don't have any competition, and the public schools have no competition for public school dollars in most places, um, and they can do anything they want. They can fail. 31% is the number that you just used. Some are failing even worse than that. And there's no reason to get any better because the money's going to continue to flow in. School choice also doesn't help somebody who does well like me. It helps lower-income areas and high-crime areas exponentially more because those people can't afford to send their kids to put to private school. Now they have a choice with a voucher to do that. And now you can make that really bad school in that really bad neighborhood get better for everybody. Does that make sense? What I just said, is there something that I left out school choice? I think would solve all of this. I think we absolutely support education freedom, and that's how I like to really pose it, because school choice looks different in every state where it's proposed. And okay. I'm not going to lie. I've seen some legislation coming out uh, about school choice. Even in Florida, we had a, a bill that was put forward where there were some real changes that needed to be made. There were concerns from the homeschool community that perhaps that it might allow for an infringement on their rights and freedoms. Um, and so I think it's really important when we look at school choice policy and legislation that we really lead with the principles of limited government and the protection of fundamental rights. And if, if we're able to do that, create school choice while protecting pro protecting uh, the, the principles of limited government and ensuring that this money, the, as it follows the child, the federal government and their strings don't follow the child into yes. that school. That's the really important part for us at Moms for Liberty. But you're absolutely right. Every parent has the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their child. That is their education, their medical care their moral and religious upbringing and every time that we're able to put the parent in the driver's seat when it comes to their child is a win great points all again momsforliberty.org it is tiffany justice critical race theory from my understanding is the idea that white people made up even the concept of race so that we could oppress everybody it's not about learning about diversity of race. It's not about learning about diversity of ancestry, not about learning about history of the different people that are in the class. It is literally to say white people are the oppressors. They're the racists. They are from birth. And we must teach why that has to stop by propping everybody else up and, and tr basically being um, bigoted or racist against white people. 
There's no reason to teach it anywhere. But if you ask the NEA or the TEA or whomever it is, if you ask Biden, they'll say it's not being taught anywhere. What are you talking about, Tiffany Justice? Is CRT being taught in school? And how do we stop it? If it is. If if you say that CRT is not being taught in school, then you would be correct. It's not. A critical race theory is a graduate level course. And, and so they're not actually teaching the the class of critical race theory. However, that the lens with which uh, the, the lessons are being taught is through a lens of critical race theory or really critical theory in general. And what we believe is that there is no room for discrimination in America's public school classrooms. We have come so far uh, from that place and we refuse to go back. Um, it seems highly regressive, and it certainly doesn't encourage students to um, unfold their full potential in the classroom, and we want to see every child's full potential unfolded. Great point. Just today, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a story that's uh, on TikTok. I guess I don't have TikTok, but I've seen this video where a teacher, I'm not sure where she is, literally had three black students sit down and three white students serve them, feed them food, give them gum, clean their shoes. And that somehow was going to was going to teach a lesson. And these kids must have been nine, eight or nine, maybe ten years old. That's what's literally being taught. So you're right. The graduate course of CRT is not being taught. It's not called that. But the idea that whites are bad and now must we must get re- revenge or avenge the past by by denigrating them. That is being taught. So again, how do we identify it and what can parents do? Parents can get more involved in their children's schools. I think a lot of this nonsense wouldn't be happening if we had more parents in the classroom. I don't think you'd have BLM flags and pride flags everywhere. I don't yes. think there would be the, the closed door meetings happening, uh, you know, six pages of forms being filled out between adults and a child without a parent being present. Um, but it, that stuff's not going to happen if parents are in school. But there's a reason why the teachers unions don't want parents in schools. And, and that's the reason. Um, they uh, want to make your children political politically literate, but they do not want your children to be functionally literate. And the data doesn't lie. The National Assessment for Educational Progress scores that came out uh, recently showed that only 32% of children in America are reading on grade level in fourth grade. So, you know, the question really becomes, we've never had higher graduation rates out of our high schools, but we've really never had lower proficiency rates um, in reading and math and all of these other other subjects. And and as far as the teachers unions, and we talk about, you know, systemic racism uh, and, and, and whether or not that's happening in schools, you know, there is no doubt that we have an achievement gap in this country, in yes. our public schools, but I'm going to look straight at the teachers union and put that on their shoulders. They've been the ones running the schools for years. So when you see that disparity, I think they're the ones that need to answer for it. And American parents are done with sending their kids to school every day and the children not being given practicable skills so that they can be successful in life. I'm so glad you went there because the, the big lie is that because of racism, or systemic racism, or because of our history in this country, that's why there's a diversity or a separation, a divide in the education uh, of different races of people. We never, ever, ever, never say, let's find out how we're teaching people. Let's find out how the parents are raising these people. Let's find out why they're not learning at the same pace, and let's fix it. We can't fix it if we don't identify what's really happening. We use these generalized terms that, it's well, it's because of racism. How does that fix anything? 
95% of children have the ability to learn to read. Yes. That's neurodiverse children as well. We're not, we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about race. We're not going to talk about religion. We're just going to talk about kids. So 95% of kids have the ability to learn to read. The fact that only one third of those children are learning to read is atrocious. The amount of money that we spend on public education in America. I'm a business person. My husband and I are business people. My father was a business person when I was growing up. If you had these types of outcomes at a of any business that you ran, if you were a surgeon and two thirds of the, the patients that you operated on died on the operating table, would you still be allowed to practice? And yet here we are pouring more and more money into the public education system and the outcomes have never been worse. You know, what a great point. I mean, you're right. So many people, I mean, we could, I, I've been referring to uh, East Palestine on my show recently because the administration hasn't gone. And the question I've asked is, could you keep your job if you were this bad at it? And I think that relates directly to teachers as well. I think it's a great point that you make. It's Tiffany Justice. Go to momsforliberty.com, momsforliberty.org, sorry, .org. Go to that organization, find out more about it. You brought up the themes that are that are hanging on the walls. They're either political themes they are um, uh, social justice themes. They're LGBTQ, XYZ, one, two, three themes. And these kids are inundated with it every day. But again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. And I believe you that it's a slow boil. I'm not disagreeing with that. But it wasn't that long ago that President Obama was running for office or had just won. And I went to some uh, meet the teacher night and I saw we support President Obama next to the blackboard. And I asked the teacher, I said, why do you have that? She said, because we do. And it actually had said this house supports President Obama. So it's something you should have at your house, not in the classroom. I said, why does my child need to see that? Whether you support Obama or not doesn't doesn't affect how I see you as a teacher if you're doing a good job. And she really took umbrage to it, and I went to the principal, and he made her remove it. Because even if it would have said, I love George W. Bush, or I love fill-in-the-blank conservative president, I still would have been against it because it's indoctrination. If my kid sees that, my kid assumes I must now love Barack Obama, and that has nothing to do with how good he was as a president. How did we go from that which again was 12, 15 years ago, to where we are today, where people are making TikToks, teachers are making TikToks, saying, we don't have the American flag in my room. We've got the pride flag. We've got the BLM flag. How did we go from that to this? Are they, are they pushing the limit of what they're allowed to do and nobody's calling them on it? Or were they always allowed to do this because the teachers unions and the principals all agree with them? I, I think I want to be clear and say, I don't think this is the majority of teachers in America okay. that actually want this. Um, and, and I think it's also really important to think about the fact that teachers are now being responsible to, to for raising children in their classroom, mental health, right? All of these different things where I think there are a lot of teachers that would like to get back to actually teaching the children the subject matter that they were hired to teach. Agreed. No one gets to bring their whole self to work. That is just not a thing. And so the idea that there are some teachers that think that they need to bring their whole self to work and talk about their personal life or their personal feelings is ridiculous. We have government schools. Teachers are government actors. You do not have the right to free speech as a teacher. You do not get to say whatever you want in the classroom. And that goes both ways. You start. You said earlier that parents came together in Virginia against uh, McAuliffe yes. because they really felt like, you know, nobody's going to tell me that I should have a say in my child's life. I think it goes back to this core principle of the fact that parental rights are not partisan issues. And whenever I speak to a parent um, and, and they, they think somehow that they're on a different side than me, I just always ask them, I, I think you have a line. What's your line? Yes. What's your line going to be? You know, so you want the pride flag in the classroom. How would you feel if a teacher came in and said they wanted to talk about Jesus Christ that day right. or about their Jewish faith or about how would that make you feel? Would you be comfortable with that? You know, 
know, we, we went from a place in America where there was tolerance and acceptance to now it has to be complete celebration. And what American parents are saying is before you teach our children to be social justice warriors, can you teach them how to read? I think the biggest threat to national security that we truly have as a country is a nation of illiterate people who cannot think for themselves, who cannot read, they cannot discern anything. And, and there is no future in that for America. Tiffany Justice, founder of Moms for Liberty. Go to momsforliberty.org. Your organization's already making a big impact. Uh, I know that Governor DeSantis is going after some school board members. And, and did he meet with you? Did he talk to you about what it is that parents want and need and how can we make schools better? Because the school boards are being elected and then they, they turn out, uh, some of them being whack jobs, and they end up you know implementing these things in school that uh, regular parents don't want and students probably don't want either. How does the meeting go with DeSantis and, and how, how did your organization impact what he's doing when it comes to the elections of school board members. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we started in January of 2021, started in Florida primarily. And when Governor DeSantis was traveling the state during the time of COVID, our moms were on the, the side of, of highways <laughs> holding signs wow. saying, please help us protect our parental rights. Nice. Please get these masks off of our kids. So I had the opportunity to thank Governor DeSantis the other day for standing up for parents. You know, he's a dad uh, of three. He and Casey have three little kids. I think they're like five and under two girls, one boy. So he's a dad too. He gets it. Um, DeSantis just put out a 10-point education plan that said we keep schools open, we don't have lockdowns, we don't teach CRT, we don't indoctrinate children, uh, we focus on, you know, um, workforce development and technical education and, and teaching children how to read. And so these are really easy things to get behind. And so it was thrilling, to be honest with you. I sat on a school board and felt at times during COVID that I was screaming into the wind about the infringement of parental rights. So right. to be able to sit with our governor, to be able to thank him for his actions and then to be able to focus on these school board seats, which are incredibly important and say, you know, these are the people that need to be out of these seats. They don't stand for what we stand for. We're going to work to get better people elected it was just a beautiful partnership. So we were very uh, happy and honored to be included. I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. And hopefully more people will go to, to, to the website, join forces with you and make, look, we don't want to, to make the education system conservative. We don't want to make the education system Christian necessarily. We want to make it just a, a real education and not indoctrination. And that's what you're fighting to stop. And I really love your perspective on that. It's uh, Tiffany Justice, founder of Moms for Liberty. Go to momsforliberty.org. And do me a favor, come back often, would you? Yes, sir. I will be happy to come back. Really appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I enjoy interviews on education because the education in this country should be second to none, and we are we're lagging behind 
Big time. And instead of focusing on what we should focus on to get kids out there to become productive adults who have an education that they can use uh, to their advantage, their family's advantage, and the community's advantage, we are teaching people really ridiculous things like CRT. Not, they're not calling it that, but trust me, they're teaching that. Or pride flags in the, in the classroom. Or serve the, the students, your, your, your fellow students of different races because you're white. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. So we have to do better than that. Missed any part of that interview? I'm getting very good reviews on it already. Go to JoePags.com and click on Watch. We'll post it tonight, probably about 10 or 11 o'clock Eastern time. That's when we usually get them up there. And go check it out. We appreciate Tiffany coming on. Next hour, much more to come, including the college fix, some nuttiness on college campuses. We'll do that for you. And there's even another study coming out about the COVID vaccine, about masking and everything else. You're going to want to hear that too. Give it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.